Sterling jumped into his Ferrari and punched the address Daniel had texted into his GPS system. As he drove, the intensity of the itching sensation on his skin grew. He blamed the irritation on heavy smog as he got closer to the city, as well as mold, cedar, and other allergens that were probably higher this time of year. Right now, any areas not hidden by his skin covering and gloves itched, mostly his face and neck. He could live with that. His headache remained mild, so he was in good shape to start his day. The GPS system guided him to a beautiful two-story home. The red brick house resembled something from a Norman Rockwell painting. It resided in a little neighborhood tucked away from the busy streets by a tall grove of trees. The house even had a white picket fence. Police cars lined the streets, which told Sterling the forensics team remained inside. Sterling parked his car and walked to the officer guarding the home. Judging by the man's jacket, he worked with the homicide squad. Sterling wasn't surprised, considering the smell of blood that hung in the air. The officer was young and human, so not a problem. Sterling looked the man in the eye. You are going to let me pass. The man stepped aside and even apologized for being in Sterling's way. The early morning sunlight shined through the windows and glass sections in the front door. It lit up the downstairs foyer as Sterling walked in, causing his shadow to stretch across the marble entryway. Blood stained the floor of the home. The red spatter ran from the entry all the way up the staircase, marking the white carpet on each step. Sterling placed his feet carefully outside the dark crimson trail as he walked further into the home, removing his sunglasses once he was safely inside. The forensics team kept busy by bagging, swiping, and collecting the evidence. The humans didn't notice him as he searched the downstairs for Daniel. Not finding him on the ground floor, he walked up the huge, slightly winding staircase. He found the vampire on the second floor in one of the bedrooms. I'm here. What do you need to show me, he asked, looking away. He rarely made eye contact with the vamp he had murdered and turned and today was no different. The blue-painted room seemed like it was for a young boy. The double bed, the computer, and backpack in the corner told Sterling the boy was no longer a toddler. He walked to the nightstand and opened a small plastic case that contained a retainer. He set it down and touched other objects on the table. An iPad, a headset, and a Lego toy. Daniel, a gray-haired vampire, who appeared to be in his mid-sixties, stood over the bed, studying a bloodstain. Right, thanks for coming by. What I need to show you is in the master chamber. He led Sterling from the tiny room and down a long hallway to the master bedroom. This house is owned by a Ms. Lenora Miller. She lived here alone with her son Stephen, who is ten years old. I don't know where the boy is, but I think I found what's left of her. They entered the room where Sterling noticed a uniformed officer. Sterling, this is Captain Travis. He's with the crime scene search unit. He's the one that alerted me about this case, Daniel said. The officer wore his dress blues, and they were crisp and sharp. Even his badge was polished. Judging by the man's salt and pepper hair, Sterling guessed the man to be in his mid-fifties. 
Taking a good look at the man, Sterling felt a slight tingle on his skin. The officer was a vampire, one of the many who hid among humans and lived their lives in secrecy. His appearance now made sense to Sterling. Everything in tip-top shape, nothing out of place, and nothing to notice about the man. He probably dotted every I and crossed every T. It was a perfect camouflage in a crowded world. Blend in and don't be noticed. Captain Travis glanced from Daniel to Sterling, and then recognition shone in his eyes.